When you've gone and effed it all up, how do you recover? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you forgive yourself with self-compassion? How do you have hard conversations with the people who need to know what happened? How do you move on? And how do you decide what you do next? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. We're digging deep into another hard conversation today. Um, My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we've got a serious question. And again, I think this is one of those questions that a lot of listeners are going to relate to on some level. So let's just dive in and see what we've got. It sounds a little bit British today. I'm not going to do the British accent, though. I would uh, really F that all up. Here goes. Heather, I've made a massive mistake, and I don't know how to get out from under it. My business is only eight months old, and I shouldn't even call it a business. I've only made 375 pounds so far from it. Anyway, I impulsively purchased an online coaching program by a super popular coach in the space. I was encouraged to see it as an investment, and when you've just spent thousands, I suppose you're supposed to look at it that way. I didn't invest it, though, Heather. I screwed up. I wasted money I didn't have haven't told my husband, and am now consumed by regret and my impulsivity. I didn't need what I purchased. I just wanted to feel like I was actually doing something, like I was finally taking control of my business. However, I'm a member of the Facebook challenge you've been running this week, and you've been telling us over and over again to be the boss of our business, and when we are stuck, to ask ourselves what the boss would do. Heather, I effed this up really well. The boss never would have made this decision. I consider myself to be a good wife and partner, and a good wife would never secretly hide such a major purchase from her spouse. I'm appalled at myself, humiliated and sobbing. I've made such a mess of all of it, haven't I? I wasted all this money and I can't bear myself. I feel like I'm writing this as more of a confession because I feel like a fraud. You tell people all the time not to be an imposter, but that really is me, acting like I'm all that, spending money I don't have and lying. I'm beside myself. My stomach hurts. I can't stop weeping. I'm so ashamed. How does one recover from such a royal mess? First of all, you breathe through it, right? You breathe through it. What you're living with right now is your conscience. And everybody, you know, oftentimes when we make a mistake, everybody wants to rush in and say, don't feel that bad. Like, at least you know you made a mistake. It's going to be okay. We can fix it. All of that is true, my friend. But right now, your conscience is bugging you because you made a mistake. The first thing I want to remind you of is that's a really good thing, that you still can trust your core and your center, that you know what's right, you know what's good, you know what's bad, and you know you can choose accordingly. What you're feeling right now is the natural consequence of having not listened to your gut, going against your conscience, and being someone different than you wanted to be or believed yourself to be. I don't want you sitting in this crap space for hours and hours and days and days, and I don't want you crying and making a huge fuss, but I'm okay with it that you feel a little bit bad right now because this is what's going to motivate you to never make that kind of decision again. You're going to remember how bad this felt and you're going to make sure you never feel that way again, that you're going to fix and clean up this mess and then you're never going to do this to yourself again because you're learning the natural consequence of it is you can't live with it. I've shared um, in prior episodes on the show that when I was younger, 
and um, probably uh, periodically from elementary school, junior high, and probably even high school, I had a habitual problem of lying. I would lie to get attention. I would lie to get out of tricky situations, to get needs met. Mostly the core sort of theme was I lied a lot to get friends because I didn't think people would like me otherwise. I think if I like really look back on that with hindsight 2020, I think that that's where a lot of it came from. My desire to kind of manipulate situations to get what I wanted. I didn't stop that behavior until I was publicly humiliated for a lie that I got myself caught in, in front of adults, other teenagers. It felt like the whole world was watching when that happened. And it hurt. And I wanted to hide. I daydreamed about running away from home and starting over and changing my name. And even though that sounds like an adolescent response, my guess is that's the same feeling you're sitting in right now. I can tell you that I am still motivated by that experience in really tricky moments because my sort of instinct oftentimes will be to lie or manipulate or just get out of something really quick because it almost becomes like a body memory. But I don't lie. I am impulsively honest to the point where I get myself in trouble for saying things that are true, but I probably shouldn't say them because I was so deeply affected by what it felt like to be called out, humiliated, and um, just seen as a liar. Because once you're seen as a liar, it is so hard to get trust back. So I, I don't want you to lie in this, take a bath in it, roll in it, and stay in it forever. But I am kind of okay with it if you let yourself sit in it. Because this is going to help you decide what to do next, who you're going to be, and how you're going to move through this. The first thing that I would do is I would look at the program you've purchased. I would look at the terms, conditions, and policies, and I would see if there's a way to get out of it. Given your upset and angst, I'm imagining that you already did that and that there's not a way out of this. But a lot of times when people make kind of impulsive financial decisions, they think they're trapped in them. I dealt with this a lot when I was a mental health counselor, people who would impulsively get themselves into debt and then feel like they couldn't get out of it. So I would often say, like, what's the return policy? What's the exchange policy? Is there a way to undo this? So just out of habit, I'm going to ask that you do that as well, just on the off chance that you really do get to fix this in a way that's easy and simple. That being said, the next thing I want you to do is really look at what was going on for you when you made this decision. I'm seeing eight months and 375 pounds. So I'm thinking to myself and I'm creating my own story about you right now that you didn't think it was working, that you were giving it all, you were doing all the steps, that nobody was going to find you. You clearly were missing something and you thought that this course and this leader was going to be the answer. I think that there's a lot of leaders in the space who prey on people like you. 
to get you to make those kind of decisions and investments. There are a lot of people in the space who make money by teaching other people how to make money. So I get how this happened to you. I've seen this happen a lot in the entrepreneurial space. But my guess is if you go back, and I know this is going to be painful, but if you go back to the sales copy that you bought into when you were looking at this program, if you go back to if it was a live webinar training or something like that, if you go back to the key phrases that the person selling and offering this program put out to you, what got you hooked in? Because that is where the missing link was in your business or in your self-perception. What did somebody say or offer to you that made you think this is the shining light this is the answer. This is the beacon. You have to know what need you thought was getting full. Did you think that this was going to be the thing that if you spent X thousand dollars, you would, um, you know, be able to, um, X, Y, Z at a certain point in time? Like what was the vulnerability that this sales process latched onto and took advantage of? Because that's the thing you have to understand and know about yourself so that this never happens again. I want you to look at this. Um, When I got caught in mistakes or when my conscience bothers me, usually when I snap at my husband or I've like been completely impossible with him, I get very impulsive. Like I get like so super anxious. It feels like the breath comes to the top of my throat and I feel like I can't breathe until I fix it. Um, I'm kind of the kid that like when I did something wrong, I would have to like run downstairs and confess to my parents um, if it was after bed because I would wouldn't be able to sleep until I <laughs> release my conscience of something. Um, you want to understand for yourself, um, like what went wrong? How did this happen? Like you went so far off center, what happened and what was leading up to it? Just understand it. I am not giving you an out here to make an excuse, but you do have to understand what happened. And then you have to start looking at how do you make repairs? How do you start to fix this? My guess and my recommendation here is you need a plan to get this money back. You need to figure out a way that this doesn't become a financial hit for your business, for your family, or something. So you know what you're going to do to get the money back. There are a lot of options for quick cash. You said a couple thousand dollars. Could you do an oop? Could you become an Uber driver for a couple of months? There are grocery delivery services and all kinds of home delivery services where you can become a shopper for someone and get a couple of quick bucks and go and do that temporarily? Could you go and get a job at like a coffee shop or a Starbucks to get the money back? But you have to fix this in order to get right with yourself. To just say like, I made this mistake, but I get to have a do-over. And then if you own the repair process, that's the other part and that's the other way that you're going to forgive yourself. Um, The next thing I want you to do is not make this a story about who you are now. Um, I'm learning this one the hard way too. Um, I've done that so many times. Like I, yes, I lied. Yes, I told stories. Yes, I manipulated. But when I gave myself the title, well, you're a liar now, Heather, 
Well, that informed every other action that came next. That informed that like how I just spent time not making friends because why would I make friends if I just thought I was going to lie to them? Or why would I bother making friends if my past was just going to come bite me? Somebody was going to hear that I was a liar and then stop trusting me. And I created all kinds of stories that forced me to live in the old version of myself rather than, can we look at this with a little bit more compassion? Can we look at how this happened? I lied because my mom died when I was a kid. I was getting all kinds of attention for that. And it became like the defining factor in my life by all of the adults who knew me, my teachers, my like gymnastics coach, my little league t-ball coach, all my friends' parents. It was just the way that people started interacting with me. So I felt like that's how I was supposed to interact with other people. So it became manipulative. And then I happened to see that if I was sad or longing or missing out on something, I could remind people that my mom died and suddenly I got all my needs met or I got out of trouble or fill in the blanks. But if we, you know, we look at that hideous behavior and the really sad, unfortunate behavior for that girl and we give her some compassion, she didn't know any better because as soon as her mom died, people stopped teaching her. As soon as her mom died, people stopped holding her accountable. I never got in trouble because my mom died. So of course, if you're seven years old and that crap is happening, you're going to take advantage of it because you're seven years old. And to understand the dynamics that I did the best I could with what I had and then also own that I took advantage of situations, you can then have that self-compassion. I hate, hate, hate looking back at that time in my life. I hate thinking about all the ways I got people to be wrapped around my little finger in a really disingenuous way because then it means they didn't even like me. They just like this version of me that I put out to the world. But I had to go back and look it in the eyes. I had to look at the stories I was telling myself. I had to look at where other people were account, you know, accountable to lead me and they failed to lead in order to then decide who do I want to be now. And that's what I want you to do. To look at where this program advertising may have failed you, where you failed yourself. And then now that you have a plan for getting the money back, now that you understand how this happened, now you got to talk to your husband. You knew that was coming, right? Like we can't have this conversation without you talking to your husband. And you are going to have to make room for him to be pissed. He gets to be angry. It's not going to be the end of the world. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. We absolutely all make mistakes, especially in long-term relationships. We're never going to be perfect. But if you can really own what you did and how it must feel for him, that's what you need to do next. Not, I was feeling lost and lonely. I was getting discouraged. I felt so guilty that I wasn't contributing to the family. So I impulsively, da, 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 da. You just have to own it for what it is. In a moment of weakness, I made a really bad decision and I kept it from you. I broke your trust. I violated our relationship and I was inconsistent with who I am, how I want to be, and the kind of business I want to run. I know I let you down and I 
I'm willing and ready to hear what you have to say. And you might get yelled at. And you might get the silent treatment. And you get, might get all kinds of ultimatums about what you have to do with your business. He gets to have his reaction. Let him have his reaction. Remind yourself that where you are right now won't always be. That part of the natural consequence of lying and hiding is when people find out they get pissed. They get reactive. They get scared about what else they don't know. They have their own stories about what it means and how they felt blindsided. Let him have his reaction. It might not be where he lands, but just listen to it. Don't make excuses. If he asks you how you think it happened, you can explain it, but don't say you don't understand understand, but don't say, yes, I did this, but just own it. Let him know your plan to repair it and then ask him what he needs to earn trust back. Does he need to be included on future business decisions? Does he need to have access to be able to see accounts? What does he need to feel safe for the two of you to move on in a really open-hearted way? I can tell you that a lot of times after at this point, a lot of people will say, I just want to forget it. Let's just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. Like, you know, it's lost money. It is what it is, et cetera, et cetera. My experience with people who have that reaction is they stay pissed. They don't ever move on. They don't ever get to the next step of healing and reconnecting and building trust because it becomes the thing you hear about for a million years after. So I would really make sure you spend as much time as your partner and husband will let you doing the repair work. And then I want you to take an honest look at your business what is working, what isn't working, and what do you need to do to get back on track? You're a member of this challenge that we did this week. Um, So the first thing I would say is that you know Jess at this point, you know myself, it's okay to reach out for help. It's okay to say, I've got no money now. I can't reinvest. I can't do something. I have to fix this. But if you continue to reach out, we're going to get you out of this mess. But you have to own it. Um, You sent this letter anonymously. So if I knew who you were, I'd be following up with you myself. But I need you to think about who else in the community of the challenge that everybody did this together? There were like maybe 75 or 80 of us in there. There are a lot of business owners. You are not the only one in that group who made a mistake. But if you can ask for help and you can accept help, you can rebuild without making another investment. You can take care of this, but you have to figure out what went awry, make the repair with your own finances, with your husband, and then you have to give yourself permission to get a fresh start. You can't then say that you can't be trusted as a business owner or create a story that you should never have been the boss. We all make stupid decisions. I am, (laughs) the thing that I'm always a sucker for is the app sumo deals. Um, Those of you who aren't online might not know about AppSumo, but when um, new products and services come out um, and they're in that like beta testing phase, they'll use
use this app called AppSumo and they sign up their product or service for it and then you get this huge like lifetime access and you usually only have to pay like $39 or 50 bucks and it sounds like the answer to whatever problem I'm having in my business right now and I've purchased at least three AppSumo deals that my business didn't need. I've been fortunate and been able to sort of return it and get reimbursed for it. But I know what that impulsivity feels like when you feel like this next shiny object is going to be the thing that makes the deal breaker. But we have to think about business owning as the long game. What am I going to invest in now that's going to last me a while? Right now, um, I'm staring at the computer that I looked up your question on, and I bought it in 2013, and it's starting to go. And I'm recognizing that this, that's a pretty good life for a computer. Um, So I want another computer that lasts me that long because my business is built on my computer. I can't wait for the thing to die. Otherwise, my business is going to suffer and I need to make a smart decision. So I can't go with the shiny, sassy new. I need a workhorse of a machine and I'm probably going to get a newer model of the one I currently have because it's worked for me, but I have to take my time. I can't just go because it looks sleek and shiny. I have to look at what my business demands of this thing and ask for help and figure out which is the best machine for what I need because I don't know anything tech. You hear me every day talking. That's about as good as you get with me. So I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to lean on others' expertise and I'm going to move on and make the choice. Anytime we don't know what to do, anytime we feel stuck, we get to ask for help. The boss of our business asks for help, doesn't say, well, I think I know that. Let me just go on ahead. The boss of our business gets a consultation. The boss of our business looks it up, gets a second opinion. The boss of our business talks to a colleague and says, hey, I'm thinking about this for me. What do you think? But get out of your own head, particularly people who are building businesses on personal brands. You can't separate your feelings from the business owner feelings because you feel like they're the same person. But when you get stuck in the emotion, when you're in that wobble, ask yourself, what would the boss do? It doesn't matter if you're feeling fearful that this thing is never going to take off the ground. It doesn't matter if you're feeling completely stuck and lost in the weeds. All that matters is that you have the ability to see yourself out, to ask for help, to own responsibility for mistakes made, to not stay there because once you stay there, you're choosing to be the victim and then moving the F on and getting over it because that's what bosses do. Bosses make epic mistakes all the time. They just can't live in the mistake or they leave more money on the table. So that's that's the process, my friend. You are going to feel like you're in the suck for a while. And some of that, again, is the natural consequence of making this kind of choice. But it isn't the whole story. It doesn't define who you are. It doesn't predict your future. It doesn't have anything to do with the health or success of your business going forward. You made a mistake. Allow yourself to leave it at that Remind yourself there are worse mistakes that others have made and people have recovered from them. And then just get on with it with self-compassion and self-forgiveness. 
I'm sorry you're feeling so bad. I hope you don't feel too bad for too long. Um, it was an epic challenge week. There were so many good lessons learned. There were so many highs and so many positive takeaways. So make sure you hold on to those too. And to everyone else listening, welcome to the art of being the human business owner, right? That's what this is. <laughs> we're people largely in people businesses. Of course, it's going to hurt sometimes. Of course, we're going to head in the wrong direction. Of course, we're going to think there's this shiny object there and we absolutely need it and it's going to save our day. And then when we find out it's not going to save our day, of course, it's going to be discouraging and disappointing. Just don't stay there. Don't live in that space. Don't let it resonate there. I promise you, you can get to the other side. What is right now won't always be. And sometimes it can even get better. Thanks so much for joining me this week. It has been one heck of a week of really intense, important conversations. Thanks for sticking with me through it. I mentioned yesterday, and I'll remind you guys again today, I'm taking a couple of days off from the show. I'll be back in your earbuds probably um, next Wednesday, if you're listening in real time, April 11th. I'm going to go take care of my family back east for a couple of days, and then I will be back with you all mid-next week. Thanks so much for having this conversation with me and all the other conversations. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.